Please turn with me to 1 Thessalonians and the 5th chapter, and we'll be looking at the 19th verse. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, as we're talking about the importance of the Holy Spirit and the power of God in our lives and the purpose of Pentecost, it's important to keep things in perspective. How many of you know, let me just say it this way, that the Holy Spirit didn't come just to make us a little weird. (laughs) Now, I share that because some people kind of have the idea that the Holy Spirit goes together with weirdness and oddities of behavior and personality. And there's a whole history behind that, and we understand that. But to look at the purpose God has for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, understand God's true purpose for Pentecost is very, very important. How many of you know that God has little helpers that may uh, confuse the issue by their behavior and their immature explanation of how the Holy Spirit works? Did I say that in a nice way? (laughs) It's very difficult to exercise the wisdom and the balance in Scripture to be able to understand these spiritual things and explain them. And we have the challenge of dealing with a culture that has been confused to some degree regarding the real importance of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works in the life of the church. I had a friend very grateful for his involvement as a full gospel believer and minister. And he asked me this one day, and I want to share this with you. And it kind of, it kind of helps us focus on you know, how we deal with this, uh, this whole problem we have with people getting the wrong idea about what it means to be Pentecostal. Okay, this is the question. How many Pentecostals does it take to change a light bulb? Here it comes, right? Okay, here this. Four. One to curse the darkness. One to confess the light. One to clap and shout, and one to wait for a special sign. Now, that's kind of cute, kind of humorous. And it makes us laugh at the kind of misunderstanding that we see in our culture. How many of you believe that the Holy Spirit makes us more Christ-like, more whole and complete, that that really is the work of God? Not to make us weird. Now listen. Do not excuse your weirdness by blaming the Holy Spirit. If if there's some weirdness in your life, take responsibility for that. Because God is not weird. And He doesn't make us weird. Let me say that the more the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives, the more whole, the more complete, the more wise, the more balanced, the more Christ-like we really are. Now, here's a verse for that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Hey, is fire important? The baptism of fire? The baptism of the Holy Spirit? The fire? Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Now, notice this. Test everything. Hold on to the good and avoid every kind of evil. Now, does that sound like a balanced Christian life? Yes. Notice verse 23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May the whole spirit 
may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ to the one who calls you in faithful. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Wow. This is the purpose of Pentecost. This is what God has for us. To be whole and complete and to be Christ-like. Now notice, the verse begins with saying, with an exhortation, do not neglect the fire that the Spirit brings to your life. The power of the Holy Spirit, which is truly miraculous and consuming. And we thank God for the power of His Spirit in our lives. Right? Second, do not despise the work that God does through the Holy Spirit. And here, prophecy is mentioned. And how God will work through prophecy as the Holy Spirit moves. And we must be grateful for the work of prophecy. How many of you have been strengthened in your faith through the word of prophecy that's been manifested? Through the teaching of the word. And through the exhortation that comes through ministry. And not just that which comes from the pulpit, but that which we get from one another. How important it is. As the Holy Spirit moves in our hearts, He enables us to speak out words of encouragement, words of healing, words of admonition. And how important prophecy is in the life of the church as it is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now, notice it says, test everything. Test everything. What's this about? Spiritual discernment and good practical horse sense. The kind of common sense where you say, well, you know, that just doesn't sound right. I don't see some, anything that's spiritual. It just, it just doesn't sound right. And God develops that quality in us as we mature and grow and get established. And we just know. I remember John Wimber used to talk about this, how you, as you mature in the Lord and God shows you things and you develop discernment and wisdom, he says, there are certain things you just know because you know it in your knower. <laughs> how many of you are grateful that you have a knower? You just know this is right and this is wrong. <laughs> this isn't the right direction for me to go and this is. And we need people in the body of Christ that have that kind of practical wisdom, which is both spiritual and practical and can give us guidance to help us understand the way of the Lord. But it says, test everything. Use your mind. Use your heart in the discernment that God gave you. And test. And if there's something weird or something odd, something that you suspect is not really being of the Lord, pay attention to that and trust the Lord to show you what things are really about. And by the way, do you know the importance of the gift of discernment which comes from the Holy Spirit? What is the gift of discernment? Let me explain. The basic ministry of the gift of discernment is being able to determine what's from God, what's of Satan, and what's of man. And that's huge if you know that. That what's happening is really of the Lord or what's happening is really of Satan because Satan many times appears as an angel of light he will deceive and then what's what's happening that really comes out of the human heart the human spirit and so we see that now notice it says hold on to the good and avoid every evil will the Holy Spirit enable us to do that absolutely 
And then may God sanctify you through and through. Sanctify is to purify. There's the fire again. The fire which purifies. Sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. That's the whole person. All that you are. Your entire being be kept blameless for the coming of the Lord. Now notice, finally, in verse 24, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Who will do it? Who will take care of you? Who will see you through? Will you do that for yourself? No. Will your friends do that for you? No. The Lord will see you through. How many of you have confidence that God will finish the good work He started in your life? Then He's going to see you through. And what does that mean? That means getting you to heaven personally... Or His return, and we all get to heaven at the same time. Whoever's left, God is going to see us through. Absolutely. Now, as we think about the work of the Holy Spirit, I want us to realize that this baptism of the Holy Spirit that we looked at in Acts chapter 2, as those believers came into that upper room, obedient to what the Lord had instructed them, and as they began to seek the Lord, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And uh, <clears throat> there was fire manifested upon them, tongues of fire. And the Holy Spirit began to move, and they spoke in other tongues. And there were miracles that day which took place as the Holy Spirit was poured out. And as we read in Acts chapter 10, the Gentile believers, as Peter went and preached to them at Cornelius's house, received the Holy Spirit, in the same way. He came upon them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke in tongues. There were miracles that day. And then in Ephesians chapter, excuse me, Acts chapter 19, we see where Paul went to the church at Ephesus. And as he began to contact these believers, he said, well, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And so he explained it to them. And then it says that he laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as it is called in Scripture, we understand that there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that's available to the believer that is open and seeking the power of God in a greater way. I shared with you my testimony how I really came to a place in my Christian life as a teenager where I knew that I wanted to live for God. I knew that I wanted to be a good Christian, but I was struggling trying to live the Christian life in my own strength. Am I the only one who's done that? And I realized I needed power. And something happened. I have to say something miraculous happened as I opened my heart to the power of the Holy Spirit and I asked God to fill me and use me in a greater way. And uh, that was the beginning of a whole journey of faith that's been incredible. And, and there was a, a move of the Holy Spirit right here at Faith Chapel among our young people when that happened, as, as uh, there were many others who were moved by the Holy Spirit. But anyway, I want you to see that this baptism, I hear this, it's a baptism of power. Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And why power? Because we need it. We cannot live the Christian life and fulfill God's expectations without the power that God gives. This is the power of boldness 
to be witnesses throughout the whole world. And how that is such a common experience as a person opens their heart to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It just seems that God releases a testimony and freedom to witness in a special way. Second, it's a baptism of love. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says that this love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The love, the perfect love of God that casts out fear. The perfect love of God that reconciles the whole world. The love of God that enables us to live in such a way that our witness of God and His goodness is practical as we touch people in a kind and encouraging way and we realize that the, the work of the Holy Spirit enables us to love others. Do you ever find times in your life when you just kind of, you just run out of love? You just don't have enough? Well, realize this. We never need to run out of love if we realize that we have the supernatural empowerment of God to love as God wants us to as we love others. My love doesn't go very far. How about yours? God's love goes all the way that's needed. And God will love people through us as we open ourselves as a channel of his blessing. I'll never forget the testimony I heard from a plumber who said, you know, I, I, I finally discovered that all God wants me to be is a pipe elbow. What's a pipe elbow? Some of you that know something about plumbing. I didn't know until it was explained. It's simply uh, a, a connector that changes the direction of the water. As a, as a pipe goes in one end and goes out the other end in a different direction. He says, all God wants me to be is that pipe elbow that stays open to the inflow of God's love in my life and enables me to love others. Hey, that's a free way to live, isn't it? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it great that you don't have to figure it all out yourself? You don't have to work it all up yourself? You don't have to be everything that every... No, you open your life to God's love and God has a way of flowing through you to love and to bless others. The third thing I want to say about this baptism is it truly is a baptism of fire. As John the Baptist talked about his baptism and the baptism of Christ who would follow... He talked about the baptism of fire. And at Pentecost, as fire appeared over the disciples, we have this incredible image of the fire which comes with the baptism, which is really a fire of purification. We just read in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians that this sanctification that takes place through the work of the Holy Spirit, is a purifying and a cleansing which makes us holy and more like God. How many of you know that we really need the work of sanctification in our lives daily in this world where we are so easily influenced and corrupted by all of the evil influences that are everywhere? It's the Holy Spirit that purifies us the work of His fire in our lives. And you know, as we go through the fire of the conviction of the Holy Spirit, God deals with us through His Word and through our circumstances where we learn His way, we truly become purified and cleansed and holy in a way that brings honor to Him. So, it's a baptism of power. 
It's a baptism of love, and it's a baptism of fire. Now, the purpose of Pentecost. We realize that the Holy Spirit was poured out upon all who believed because God wanted His purpose to become our purpose. That we would not just live for ourselves and and hope that the power of God would be ours to get what we want, but we realize that God wants us to be caught up in the flow of His greater purpose. And what's God's purpose? Redemption. He wants to save the whole world. He wants to use us to be part of His plan for redemption. And so His purpose is to reconcile, to redeem the lost. All that He is doing in this earth He empowers us to be part of that. You know, the power that He gives us isn't just for us to enjoy in an immature way, but the power that He gives us is to enable us to participate in His greater purpose in reaching those who need Him. And so, what is the purpose of Pentecost? Well, it's that we might have the power that Jesus promised. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be my witnesses. And we realize that as God works through us, He does give us power to continue the work of Christ. What did Christ do? He came to seek and save the lost. He came to deliver and to heal. He came to manifest the power of God to overcome the rulers of darkness and we realize that God is giving us power to do just that we see also that the purpose of Pentecost is that we can be part of God's plan and Jesus said it very simply this is God's plan he told the disciples go to Jerusalem you'll receive power and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth that's a plan that's a great plan you know that plan included Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're here today in this church because of the success of this plan, and this plan is continuing. So what's God saying to us? I want to empower you to fulfill my plan in your community, in Albuquerque, in the state, in the region, across the country, around the world. God wants us to be part of His incredible plan. We also see that the purpose of Pentecost is that we might have the passion that comes from a heart that is on fire, burning for God. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3.10, to know Christ, to know Him, the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His suffering, that was His consuming passion and also becomes ours as we submit to the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, I get concerned about Christians that say that they're bored, that they don't know what to do, that they don't really have any passion about... Listen, as we open our lives to the Holy Spirit, God creates passion in our hearts to serve Him, to live for Him, to be part of His kingdom. And it's all about knowing Christ, His resurrection, the fellowship of His sufferings. And then finally, this baptism, the purpose... Of Pentecost is our purification as God wants to sanctify us. He wants us to be consecrated according to 
this first verse that we read in First Thessalonians chapter 5. He wants our whole person, our whole being, that's our mind, our body, our spirit, soul, to be sanctified for His holy purpose. Now, <clears throat> isn't it something how God knew exactly what we needed? And that is an impartation of His nature to fulfill His purpose. You know, it concerns me that some Christians just think that, <clears throat> you know, this is about uh, this whole emphasis on the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit is really not, not as important as essential. God says it's important and essential. It's not something that makes us weird or odd or peculiar, but it actually enables us to become what God wants us to be. And so are we open to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives this morning? Are we ready to receive the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? And if you haven't experienced this before, if you haven't really opened your heart, and I encourage you to come up at the end of the service and we're going to pray for you. Or if you feel like you need a spiritual renewal, we want to pray with you. And uh, the, uh, Phil and Sharon and Ginger and I will be praying for those who want to come forward. There's others here this morning that want to help us pray. Uh, please come forward. Let's pray. Lord, thank you this morning for the Holy Spirit and the power that you have for us in order to fulfill your purpose. Help us to be open and sensitive to your leading. And Lord, we pray especially for those who are realizing their need for the, for the power of your Holy Spirit, O oh God, and the renewal of your Holy Spirit. Help us to be sensitive. Help us to pray for those who are really wanting to open and to receive, O oh God. And Lord, help us as a congregation to realize that this really is for us, really is important for us to fulfill your purpose for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand. We're going to pray and be dismissed from our formal gathering. But if you'd like to stay and spend some time in the altar and pray or ask for prayer, please do so. Let's be encouraged that God really, really wants, really wants to fill us and to release us as we open. Father, we thank you for this time together this morning. We thank you for your word, which is so clear regarding your purpose in Pentecost. Help us to open our lives, oh God. Lord, we pray that as we go our separate directions this morning, that we would be grateful for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and help us to realize that we really are your servants, your ambassadors in this world. Help us, oh God. We thank you for this time together. Help us, O oh God, to keep our eyes in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you this morning.